My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, and creator of Optimize Yourself. Since beginning my career, I have battled attention issues, anxiety, and creative burnout more times than I can keep track of. Back in 2005, after almost losing the battle with suicidal depression, I decided that I no longer wanted to sacrifice myself for the sake of my career. I was done barely surviving. I wanted to thrive. Since then, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative performance. My journey is far from complete, but I have now made it my mission to shorten your learning curve so you can forge your own path to greatness without having to sacrifice balance in the process. Now it's time to start designing the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast, where I provide my articles in audio form so you have the opportunity to listen instead of sit and read if that's your preference. My hope is that you're going to use this opportunity to get up and step away from your chair for the next 20 minutes and build the habit of moving more throughout your workday. The following is a reading of my article titled From Dad Bod to American Ninja Warrior? which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash dadbod. I hope that the ideas in this article inspire you to take action in your life. The reading will begin after a brief moment to recognize the sponsor that literally makes this show possible. Thank you so much for your patience and for your support. This episode is made possible by ErgoDriven, the makers of the Topomat, my number one recommendation for anyone interested in moving more at their height adjustable workstation. The Topomat is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout your day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash topo. That's T-O-P-O. Dad bod. Noun. Definition number one. A male body type that is best described as softly round. Number two the type of physique that a man earns when the increasing pressures of work life, married life, and especially fatherhood no longer allow him the time or the drive to maintain a hard-toned figure. As a result, what was once a sculpted, chiseled frame digresses into a soft, flabby, heaping pile of I don't give a anymore. Number three, a male who is usually over 30 years old that used to be jacked or in good shape, or an ex-athlete who is now an average Joe Blow with kids, usually also hairy. Yep, Urban Dictionary pretty much nailed it, but they did miss one small detail. They didn't provide a photo, so I will spare them the research. This is me on January 1st, 2018, at 200.7 pounds with a 38-inch waist at 25.3% body fat. This was me just a few months ago, the only day in my life that I've ever tipped the scale over 200 pounds. And that one single day was more than enough to remind me that I'm way closer to 40 than 30, and getting back into shape isn't going to get any easier the longer I put it off. It was at this very moment when I decided that tomorrow is no longer a day of the week on my calendar. And as a quick reminder, tomorrow is also a noun, and the definition is a mystical land where 99% of all human productivity, motivation, and achievement is stored. Given that I spent 10 years of my teens and early 20s obsessively training for a black belt in martial arts and living in the weight room, and knowing that it was only a few years ago that I crushed P90X2 and completed my first Spartan trifecta, the only question that continually ran through my mind when I saw 200.7 on the scale was, 
How the hell did I get here? Now, it didn't take long to do the math. 15 years of 12 plus hour days living behind a computer under constant stress in the dark. Thousands of afternoon snacks in front of the television watching raw footage or reviewing cuts. Because after a hard morning, I deserved it. Seven years of sleep deprivation after having two kids. And they're now eight and six, so I finally have sleep under control again. Only prioritizing exercise when I was training for events instead of turning it into a lifestyle choice and a regular weekly habit. And a lifetime of being a workaholic and prioritizing my career ahead of my well-being. Worst of all, 2017 was not kind to me. I frequently refer to it as the lost year. According to my public profile, I crushed it. I edited the pilot, the finale, and two additional episodes of the limited TV series, Unsolved, The Murders of Tupac and the Notorious B.I.G. I achieved the lifelong dream of becoming a member of the American Cinema Editors, also known as ACE, and I rebranded from Fitness and Post and launched Optimize Yourself shortly after running a successful five-day fitness challenge with over 1,100 participants on six continents, but I still can't seem to win over Antarctica. What you're not going to learn about me on IMDb, Facebook, or LinkedIn is that I spent half of 2017 battling the second worst case of burnout that I've ever faced that included months of writer's block, debilitating social anxiety, and more than one occasion of suicidal depression where I found myself in the fetal position thinking that my family would be better off without me. Regular exercise and proper diet were distant memories in 2017. I spent six weeks straight between projects, binging seven seasons of Shark Tank with a never-ending bowl of popcorn in one hand and Oreos in the other. And my daily fitness goal was attempting a 15-minute walk around the block without stopping to rest from exhaustion. And I failed more than I succeeded. So then what business does an out-of-shape television editor with a killer dad bod have thinking that he can legitimately compete against some of the top athletes on the planet on the show American Ninja Warrior? Now, if you're not familiar with the nationwide phenomenon that is A&W, below I have provided clips of my two favorite runs of all time from then-rookie and now superstar Kevin Bull, as well as Jesse Graff, both of whom I'm convinced are superhuman. On paper, I clearly have no business training for one of the most competitive sports on the planet that requires ridiculous amounts of skill, strength, balance, coordination, and lightning speed. At 38, I am quote-unquote too old to be running around on obstacle courses. As a father of two with a demanding career, I don't have three hours a day, six days per week to train like a professional athlete. I've never done a single day of gymnastics in my life. I can't even do a cartwheel. My only prior knowledge of parkour comes courtesy of Michael Scott and his crew at the office. Parkour! Until a few months ago, I'd never done any rock climbing, ever. And at the lowest point of my depression last year, I could barely muster a single pull-up. Therefore, the only sane question that comes to mind is, why? My response is simply, why not? It's about more than just the obstacles. Despite the show being in its sixth season at the time, I had only first heard of American Ninja Warrior a few years ago when a YouTube video went viral of Casey Catanzaro completing a city finals course, the first woman ever to do so. And by the way, she is five foot zero inches. I watched the video thinking, wow, that looks kind of cool. Good for her. And that was it. Not knowing much about the show at the time, I frankly thought that it was kind of a fancier version of Wipeout. 
A few months later, my kids started watching A&W during their summer break. At first, I would walk past and I'd watch for one or two minutes. But given that I spent the last several years running Spartan races and Tough Mudders, I quickly became intrigued, and I soon found myself sitting with them and binge-watching the show for hours at a time. What drew me to A&W was not the physical feats of superhuman strength, balance, and coordination. Sure, the obstacles were cool, but what was so compelling were the personal stories and journeys of each of the participants, many of whom were completely quote-unquote regular people with normal jobs and families. They weren't professionals performing for millions of dollars a year. These were people that were paying their own way to travel and be on that course, some of whom waited in line for weeks because they had a mission, a larger purpose to fulfill, and people in their lives that needed a little inspiration. Frankly, many of the contestants had no business being there at all. Some of them were too short. Others were too old. One guy had a prosthetic leg, and another guy didn't have a leg at all. Some participants were former athletes out to prove something, but other contestants were postal workers, farmers, teachers, computer programmers, engineers, maintenance workers, meteorologists, and ER doctors, just to name a few. Perhaps the greatest thing about A&W is that they fully embrace female participation, but the women have to beat the exact same course as the men. This leads to amazing women like Casey Catanzaro, Jesse Graff, Megan Martin, Barclay Stockett, caregiver Jesse Lebrecht, and elementary school teacher Alyssa Beard, all of whom have completed insane courses the vast majority of the men can't complete. The one constant across every season of the show is that all the participants are real people willing to push themselves outside their comfort zones to achieve something amazing in their lives and bring hope and inspiration to the most important people around them not to mention the millions of people that they inspire around the world. Hmm. The idea of someone faced with seemingly insurmountable obstacles who overcame them to achieve their goals. Sound familiar? Tell me something can't be done, and I'll show you how it can be done. By the end of my kid's summer break, American Ninja Warrior had become a full-blown family obsession. It's now basically the only show that we watch together. And on more than one occasion, I found myself thinking, God, wouldn't that be awesome to do? I think I could do that. Many people will just leave it at that and go back to their daily lives, or at least the same people. But for me, the phrase, wouldn't that be awesome to do, has a much deeper meaning. It is the word-for-word phrase that I heard over and over again for seven straight years while producing and directing the documentary film Go Far, The Christopher Rush Story, about the first quadriplegic with muscular dystrophy to become a licensed scuba diver. Dedicating seven years of my life to telling Christopher's story taught me many profound life lessons, but the one lesson that sticks out far above all others is the simplest of concepts. Everyone has a disability. Chris was fond of saying that everyone has a disability. His disability was neuromuscular. He simply had no physical strength. For others, it might be their sight, their hearing, a genetic disease, their financial status, or mental health issues. But if you just resign and say that you can't do something because of your disabilities, then you are fundamentally cheating yourself out of the richness that your other abilities will provide for you. Every single person who competes on American Ninja Warrior has their own disability. Every single one. While most of the athletes may appear superhuman, the only difference is they have chosen to focus on their abilities, not make excuses because of their disabilities. I can think of hundreds of reasons why I can't compete. 
but I have no intention of cheating myself or my family out of the richness that this opportunity could provide us. Therefore, I only need one reason to try, because I can. Welcome to the discomfort zone. If a teenager without the use of his arms or legs has the courage to be weighted down, thrown into the water, and he can fearlessly swim the depths of the Cayman Islands with a smile on his face, I think that I can muster the courage to overcome my own disabilities and climb the warped wall. I can get over my fear of heights and become a rock climber. I can get over years of having a bad back and dive headfirst into CrossFit. I can get over a lifetime of social anxiety and hang out with a bunch of teenagers to learn parkour. And most importantly, I can make the commitment to living life outside my comfort zone and accept that failures on a daily basis are just a necessary part of writing my new origin story. Gymnastics, rock climbing, and parkour might not be my things yet, but summoning intense ninja-like focus to overcome seemingly insurmountable obstacles and achieve a truly meaningful goal that everyone says can't be done? Yep, that's tailor-made for me. I hope you enjoy the reading of my article from Dad Bod to American Ninja Warrior, which can be found at optimizeyourself.me slash dadbod. I hope that you were inspired to take action in your life and that this article gave you the opportunity to step away from your desk and incorporate a little movement into your day. Thank you for listening. Be well. This episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast was made possible by Ergo Driven, the makers of the Topo Mat and Topo Mini, my number one recommendations for anyone interested in moving more at their height adjustable workstation. Listen, standing desks are only great if you're standing well. Otherwise, you're constantly fighting fatigue and chronic pain. Not like any other anti-fatigue mat, the Topo is scientifically proven to help you move more throughout the day, which helps reduce discomfort and also increase your focus and productivity. My friends at ErgoDriven did extensive testing and compared their product to the top-of-the-line floor mats, and they found the Topo drove almost two and a half more moves per minute with 270% more foot motion. Now, what this simply means is that the Topo users move more. I'm standing on one as I read this, and I don't go to a single job without it. And if you're smaller and you're concerned the Topo mat is too big, or you simply don't have the floor space, there's a Topo Mini for that. To learn more, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Topo. That's T-O-P-O.